Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who proves you don't have to be a fanatic to be fit, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I took a look at what is most probably the most dangerous thing that you could possibly do for your health. So if you want to make sure that you're not doing that, go back and check out last week's podcast. This week, I'm going to look at a topic that is not extremely glamorous. It is not something that's going to make you be able to run a four-minute mile. It's not something that's going to be able to make you lose 10 pounds in the next 10 days. However, there is a really good possibility that it could save your life at some point. And what I'm talking about is being prepared for an emergency, both in your home and away from your home. Let's say that you're prepping for dinner and you're using a knife, you're cutting something, and one of the things that you cut happens to be your finger. Generally, it's not a big deal. You go to the medicine cabinet, you find the old band-aids that are in there, you hope there's still one or two that's got sticky left on them, you get out some neosporin or antibiotic ointment, you wash the cut off, dry it off a little bit, wrap the band-aid around it, go back to prepping dinner, no big deal. Let's say you're prepping dinner and you drop the knife and you're wearing flip-flops. The knife stabs into your foot. Now you have a bigger than a Band-Aid problem. Do you have a first aid kit? Do you know where it is? Is it stocked? Is the stuff in it current? Those are some of the things that we're going to talk about in this podcast. In 2020, the number of people that required medical attention from in-home accidents was 46.8 million. That's people either had to have 911 called or they had to go to the doctor um, that day or another day, but they were injured enough that it required medical attention. Generally, if you're injured enough that it requires medical attention, you're injured enough that you probably could have used a first aid kit if you had one. The main reasons that people needed the medical attention were poisoning, falling, choking, or being cut. Now, each of these, you need a different thing in your first aid kit for it. There's a different manner of first aid. And it would be absolutely wonderful if I could convince everybody to take a simple, basic first aid class so you'd have a really good idea what you need to do if you or someone you love or even somebody that you don't know gets injured. Because if you don't know what to do or you don't have the right equipment at your home, then what happens is you're sitting there with a knife stuck in your foot or whatever um, injury that you happen to have waiting for 911 to get there where you could be controlling the blood flow and at least making yourself more comfortable if you had the first aid kit. Now, just to make another thing clear, it's not that these things just happen to somebody else. The most common age group for injury is ages 25 to 44, followed by 70 and up. So those two age groups are the ones most likely to get injured, but everybody uh, has a chance of being injured around the home or in the car. The group that's most likely to be poisoned are children. So if you have children around your house, then you need to be prepared for poison. 
If you suspect poison, you need to have inside your first aid kit the number for poison control. You need to call them. They will probably tell you to, of course, call 911, but you either you need to induce vomiting or you need to not induce vomiting based on what the poison was. And if you need to induce vomiting, you probably need something that would induce vomiting. Um, there are different things that would do it. Um, but the commercial product that most people use is syrup of Epicac. So you might want to make sure that that is in your first aid kit. Now, I keep saying in your first aid kit. Most of us do not have a first aid kit. I would recommend that you go somewhere, go online, go on Amazon, go uh, Walmart probably has them go somewhere and purchase a first aid kit for each vehicle that you have that you, a small one you can put in the trunk put it in the seat or whatever and a good one for your home I'm not going to recommend any brand names or anything because they're all pretty good I would look for one that is a larger first aid kit that doesn't you know that's got plenty of stuff in it you don't need one that's it's enough for an office environment but you need one that has some of the the larger things like your big gauze pads, um, triangular bandages, lots of tape, um, a good pair of scissors. And once you get it, open it up and see if sometimes they put scissors in there that are crap that won't cut anything. If you've got scissors that are crap, put good scissors in there. Uh, you need some Neosporin. Um, you need Band-Aids that actually work because a lot of times our Band-Aids have been sitting there so long they've lost their sticky. You need, uh, I think I've said gauze pads, you need eye pads, you need antibiotic ointment, um, anti-burn gel, um, bee sting treatments. If you happen to have um, uh, certain problems, like for me, I'm a diabetic, I, I need something to bring the blood sugar up. Um, if you happen to be allergic to bee stings, you probably need an EpiPen. So think about all these things and get those and put them in your first aid kit. Your first aid kit needs to open up easily. It needs to have separate compartments. It needs to be clear so you can see whatever, where everything is. So you're not, I mean, because if you just stabbed a knife through your foot, you're not thinking very clearly. You don't want to have to start going through everything in this kit looking for the gauze pad that you need to make the bleeding stop. So you've got a good first aid kit. You've checked to make sure the scissors are good. You've made sure that everything is in there. You've, um, I would go to Red Cross and look at their recommendations for a first aid kit and make sure that all of that stuff is in there. You've got anything that is specific to your family's need. You put in some syrup of Epicac and you've gotten a little bit of first aid training. So you're set for most of the traumas that would happen around your home. Now, one that I want to bring up that could happen around your home, it could happen anywhere else, is choking. Choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental death in the United States. About 5,000 people choked to death last year. Now, um, normal literature says to use the Heimlich maneuver, and the Heimlich maneuver is wonderful. That You do five, back, bend them over, do five back blows, you do five Heimlich maneuver, keep going till the obstruction is cleared. However, there are some times that this just doesn't work. In this case, well, I mean, of course, you don't know that it's not going to work. So I would recommend um, going to LifeVac and purchasing a LifeVac system. It's a device that was developed that uses suction to remove the blockage instead of you trying to squeeze hard enough to push it out. Um, they're very effective. I don't get any money from them. I've just heard of them and thought that sounded like a great idea. It's something you can use on yourself if you're by yourself. Um, so I would recommend 
getting a life vac system and putting it with your first aid kit and keep a one in the car because a lot of chokings happen in a restaurant. You've got four minutes before there's any chance of brain damage. So you can sprint out to your car, grab the life vac and save someone else's life, one of your loved one's life, maybe even save your own life. So this is something to consider adding to your first aid kit. And if you have a first aid kit, or even if you if you get a first aid kit, you need to check it about yearly and make sure that everything's still in date. And you think, well, how can a Band-Aid go out of date? Well, it loses its stickiness. So some of the stuff you need to make sure, you know, your alcohol pads can dry up, and it's not going to do you much good to need to clean something with an alcohol pad, and there's no alcohol left on it. So go through and check your first aid kit. Keep it restocked. You might want to do that whenever you change your smoke detector batteries. But this is just a good safety thing to do. Now, this is one of these investments that you're going to make that hopefully you will never, ever use. But if you do need it and it can save your life, that will definitely make your fitness a whole lot funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.